Morning. How are you? Morning, Tommy. Just fine. Do you like the cold weather or not? I like it for a day or two, but then I'm ready for it to be over with. That may have been you that texted in this enough winter. Um, let's talk about <laughs> Ronald Green because somebody, to me, there are a lot of questions left to be answered, and somebody needs to answer for this in a lot of different ways. Um, can you take us back, Professor, and give us maybe the facts of the case first for people that know of it but don't know about it and the details? Yeah, several years uh, back in, I believe it was 2019, uh, state mm -hmm. troopers arrested Ronald Green. Uh, uh, while they were in the process of, of, of arresting him, they uh, undoubtedly uh, beat him, no doubt used excessive force on him, and he died in police custody. Um, now, after all these years of investigation, uh, some three years later, almost, the uh, there is uh, a whole spate of indictments now against officers, mostly related to the uh, alleged cover-up after the, the beating and the death. Uh, only one officer has been charged uh, in a homicide-related count, um, namely negligent homicide. So, uh, most of this relates to obstruction of justice, malfeasance in office uh, that allegedly occurred afterwards. Initially, they told the family that he died as a result of the collision, correct? They did. And, you know, the autopsy uh, has been is still somewhat inconclusive. It, it, uh, the exact cause of death uh, is attributable um, in part to things that the officers did, but it's still enough that the defense lawyers have something to work with on whether whether the police officers actually caused the death or whether the death was caused by other things. And this is part of the 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 um, theory of it. Once he's in your custody, you got to you're in control of him. That that's part of this doctrine, I guess, or part of what. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, you can't use excessive force. The Fourth Amendment prohibits using excessive force force against an arrestee, and uh, and here. The uh, prosecution and the plaintiffs in the civil uh, rights matters are alleging that that uh, and, and they've got use of force experts that say that the officers restricted Green's breathing and, uh, you know, essentially uh, tortured him and what they did. There is video showing and, and I guess it would be appropriate to say that the main offender in this died in an automobile accident. Would that be accurate? The main offender? That is Chris Hollingsworth was. Uh, viewed as the most culpable of all all of the officers and he died uh back in 2020 uh shortly after he was told that that he was going to be discharged from uh from the state police for his role in this uh it's a single he died in a single car accident and you know most people speculate that it was suicide um how damaging is it when you have some of the officers on video saying lay on your blank and belly like i told you yeah yeah that blank hurts uh, some other um, comments made by the police. Um, can I, what, could, how influential, influential could that be with the jury, I guess, and how important is it that the defense, I guess, differentiate that between, well, yeah, it was wrong, but it wasn't enough to kill him? Is that what this is going to be judged on? Or decided yeah, on? and of course, of course, video evidence uh, was unheard of 20 years ago uh, in, in all sorts of cases, and particularly in these sorts of uh, excessive use cases. But uh, first we had uh, cell phone videos from bystanders, and then now 
uh, body cams from police officers are widely used, and that's uh, that's what is is going to be at the centerpiece of this case. Um, some of these body cam videos weren't released until many many months after the event, and that's at the core of some of these malfeasance and obstruction charges against some of the higher-ranking officers. Uh, that these videos were available and weren't turned over to investigators uh, soon enough. Now, a lot of the issues are going to focus around whether that was intentional or whether that was just a, a, a mistaken, negligent failure to uh, gather together all of the evidence and turn it over to internal affairs type investigators. Um. Where, where do the autopsies stand? Was an independent autopsy conducted? Because the coroner's autopsy still says the cause of death was the vehicle accident, right? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm not familiar with exactly which uh, autopsy was done when, but uh, there was an autopsy. And then later on, all of that autopsy evidence was given to another uh, forensic pathologist to look at. And uh, again, even at this stage, when all of those records have been poured over by experts, there's still an angle for these, uh, at least the one uh, defendant who's charged with a homicide, to, to argue that the death was not caused by the officer's accident, uh, actions, but rather by, um, by, by other factors. So, uh, again, that's still that's going to be a, an issue that, that – whether it's a homicide or not is going to be at the core of that negligent homicide charge. Political consideration of what the governor knew and when he knew it. We're going to take a break. When we come back. We'll talk about the January 6th committee. It's 8:50, 10 till 9. Tommy Tucker, WWL, talking to our friend Dane Cialino, professor of law at Loyola. Let's take a look at traffic now on WWL. 8:56, 4 till 9. Tommy Tucker, WWL. This Monday morning flying by. Dane Cialino is with us. Our friend, Professor of Law at Loyola, and we're talking about, um, we've already talked about the Ronald Green case, and now we're talking about the January 6th committee, which is going to gather at noon our time for its final public meeting, and members are expected to vote on possible criminal referrals against former President Donald Trump, among other potential referrals, which leads me to the question of what exactly is a criminal referral, Dane? Yeah, I mean, I'm a little reluctant to talk about this whole topic because it's really more politics than it is law. Um, but the, this 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 panel. Wait, no, wait, is no, wait, hang on. Now you just said a mouthful. It really is a mouthful. Yeah. That it's more politics than it is law. But can the this committee charge anybody with anything, or do they just say, "Hey, Justice Department, this is what we found. You take a look at it." Yeah, I mean, congressional committees have have long looked into possible criminal conduct. I mean, it's not anything uncommon. The the, the Watergate hearings that we all remember from being children, most of us, uh, was was one of those congressional investigations into possibly illegal conduct, and it was illegal conduct. But but here, uh, you know, this panel is considering whether to refer not only the former president but uh, some of his associates. Uh, to the Justice Department on charges of insurrection, obstruction of congressional proceedings, conspiracy, uh, those sorts of charges. But a referral to the Justice Department really doesn't put any obligation whatsoever on the Justice Department to investigate or prosecute any of the crimes. Now, of course, the Justice Department has conducted its own investigation into the January 6 events and 
dozens and dozens of, uh, of people have been prosecuted, uh, maybe hundreds in connection with uh, with their activities that day. So there, there is certainly a legal and prosecutorial aspect to this that's playing out in the Department of Justice and, and in the uh, federal courts uh, in, in D.C. But what's happening today um, isn't isn't really a legal proceeding. It's a it's a congressional hearing that's, uh, you know, driven by politics and 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 uh, uh, and and presumably some legal issues, but it's not going to result in any legal action, uh, just possible referrals. I'll use the phrase show business because this is certainly, this could have been conducted. It's hard to believe that Congress has not been communicating with the Justice Department throughout, right? Would that be naive to think that that actually happened and that the Justice Department for the first time is going to hear what the January 6th committee found or uh, is suggesting? Yeah, there's no yeah no doubt that the, that that congressional staffers have talked to people at the Justice Department about this, um, but you know congressional hearings really are all about passing legislation and get it, gathering information to pass legislation. And legislation may come uh, from this. There's been talk about overhauling the Electoral Count Act, uh, and that's all proper for Congress certainly to do. But uh, Congress isn't a prosecutorial body, and and any referrals that come today won't be indictments they'll just be referrals suggestions thank you dane i appreciate your time i really do merry christmas happy new year professor of law at loyola however we may talk to you again jillian scudder is going to join us we're going to have a fun hour talking about space and the universe when we come back